Good evening. I have the lovely Rob Barrow with me. Hi, Rob. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so nice, nice to see you, Donna. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm a thriller writer. I've got a book that's um, completed and uh, my agent is sending it out for submission at the moment. So lots of exciting stuff in the pipeline. Uh, and I live between uh, Cyprus and the UK at the moment. So uh, not so much travel in the last year or so, but working on it in the future, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always want to be a writer? Oh, I did a, my degree was in film studies, so I wanted to be a script writer or a teacher was my original. And then I realised to have a um, chance of teaching film studies, you need to have a degree in maths or English pretty much. So um, that didn't quite pan out that way. But um, yeah, just, I think I've always been a songwriter as well. So I've always been writing something, whether it's lyrics or a script. And I turned my hand to writing a few years ago. And yeah, it's kind of worked out that way, yeah. And what made you choose uh, Thriller as your genre? Do you know what, it was actually a, it's like a chance meeting at a night market in, um, during my travels. I was in um, Thailand and I was sat eating some food, I was on my own. And um, this um, young lady came and sat in the seat opposite me and she was asking me just a few questions about me. Uh, and she was a biochemist from um it, was, it might have been it was the netherlands somewhere uh and that's basically the one of the protagonists in my story ended up being a biochemist from the netherlands um and it kind of and that was just in my head for a while and it wasn't until i reached my next destination which happened to be new zealand about a month later that i was just sat in a cafe um had as in between work pieces um and I just started writing this thing and for me it was a momentum that just snowballed uh and that was that was how it became it just became a thrill I just came up with this premise and some of the things are like conversations I've had with friends like conspiracy theories and stuff I mean I'm, I'm no conspiracy theorist myself but I know enough people to give me plenty of ammunition for a conspiracy thriller which is what mine has turned out to be <laughs> awesome uh, what's the most interesting thing you found while doing research for it? That's a really good question, actually. So I think one of the most interesting things was, because <laughs> I love travel, was exploring a new city I've never been to. So a large part of it is set in Rotterdam, and I've never been there. But um, by the end of the story, I, I, I felt like I had. So it, it was trying to pick out some of the landmarks, uh, do them justice in a bit of description, but also... Um, yeah, just like the streets, getting a feel for like literally just going, I'm going to go down a random street in Rotterdam and then I'm going to describe it in my story. It's just like a cobbled street or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think that was probably one of my favourite parts. And I found some um, similarities between it and the uh, Bristol, which was the, it starts in Bristol. Yeah, they're quite like similar cities in some ways. So that was really interesting as well. Um, were you gutted that you started writing it during a pandemic where you couldn't actually go visit and see for yourself? Well, the, the funny thing was, right, it's, it's um, part of it centres around a, a vaccine and a dodgy ingredient in it. But I actually finished editing like the last serious round of edits in the April and coronavirus kind of became a thing in the March. So I, I'd already written over the 18 months um, before that. So I'd, I'd, I guess I'm possibly to blame in some small way. So I, I apologise to everybody. <laughs> I should hope so too. <laughs> um, 
Um, and uh, is it going to be a series or is it a standalone? I've started writing the next book. Yes, yeah. so there's I think there's going to be two books, um, but it's going to be it's going to be a bit different. It's going to be from a um, a different character's point of view from the first one, because um, I think that character was kind of done. The main character by the end of it has possibly possibly reached a kind of finality to his um, his storyline, I guess, and. Yeah, so it's taken a different route, but I'm really excited about it. And it's been really good writing from a different um, character's point of view because the character that I've written for, um, uh, yeah, she kind of kicks ass a bit. So I'm, I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> I, like, I like writing about her and from her. And if you were to be a character in um, either of your two books so far, which would you choose to be? It would definitely be Patty. She's a bit of a, yeah, she's a bit of a kick-ass character. Um, she's very witty, dry humoured, um, doesn't take any BS. Uh, and I think a lot of people would like to be a bit like Patty at some point when, when you want to think of a quick line or response. She, she's always got a, something in her back pocket to fire back at someone. So, yeah, definitely be, definitely be Patty. And she's, she's a bit of a sharpshooter as well. So I think she'd be kind of useful if I was in some sort of industrial espionage in Rotterdam. <laughs> Um, what have you found most difficult about writing so far and what have you enjoyed most? So the, the difficult part was almost post writing was when um, you kind of send it out for to try and find an agent and it kind of gets a bit soul destroying. And, and I actually joined um, Twitter in January this year to try and kind of remedy that and see if because I was going to go down the self publishing route if I couldn't get, it, get any traction on it. But um, thankfully, I, I found a, a really amazing agency in um, A4 Authors and um, with Kirsty, and it's um, just been really worked out really well for me in that sense. So um, I can't really complain too much about the struggle in that way. But uh, I think that was probably the hard part. Because the times where I just thought, okay, I'm getting impatient, and it also sat on the book for about nine months after finishing it to kind of go back to it with fresh eyes. Um, but some of the things that other people find uh, maybe laborious, I actually found quite uh, great. I, I worked with an editor and I really enjoyed the editing process and I learned a lot in that, in that way as well. Um, but yeah, there were, there, were, there were times where it kind of gets a bit, ooh, I'm not really hearing much. And I think maybe the whole pandemic of the last year and a bit has made that difficult for agencies and agents because I think maybe 10 times as many people are writing books in their spare time possibly I'm, I'm, I can't I can't say but um yeah no I definitely enjoyed that process of it and I didn't think I would the editing but yeah that was that was really fun <laughs> yeah I know some people do enjoy it actually most people don't but some do yeah I know so I went um I like went through this whole um process of reading it from start to finish I went three times like in short succession, so I was just literally really got in depth in it. Um, I, I, yeah, I think you learn quite a lot about yourself and how you write. Because um, I'm a bit of a pantser, so I've like got notes everywhere and in my phone, written down in notebooks, and then so I have to find stuff. And I'm like, where did I put that? I don't know. It sounds like it's here. It's not, but that will do. That will work. Um, so you're just pulling stuff out of different hats and all sorts of places. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did you decide uh, on your character names? 
Oh, that's a really, really good one, actually. Uh, actually, I can tell you, I can tell you there was, um, so the, one of the main female protagonists, um, Patty, she uses a code name, um, Patty Caulfield. And um, so Patricia Caulfield. So Patrick Caulfield is one of my favorite artists. So I kind of turned it into something I could use and uh, they pop up in the, in the book a few times. Um, there's another character whose surname is Blake, and that is one of my other favourite artists, Peter Blake, um, like kind of the godfather of British pop art. Uh, so I tried to get them in there as much as I could. And there's a little, a few other bits about art because, yeah, I've got a bit of a thing for it, I suppose. So that was the theme for this book. And maybe I'll use a similar one or, or different for my character names in other books, but it kind of worked out that way. <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> uh, do you have any fears or phobias and would you write about them? Interesting you say that as well, because I've, I've got a bit of a thing about puppets. I'm not really a big fan of puppets. And um, I wrote about them, which is probably my, my own version of therapy, because um, <laughs> I, I put them in there and there's just something about them that is too otherworldly that I can't cope with. Um, so if anyone's ever going to buy me a present, please let it not be a puppet uh, and or a Pinocchio or anything to do with that. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say that was my one. And in, um, I, I, I don't have any animal phobias or anything like that, but uh, where we lived in Cyprus, you get um, like tarantulas and snakes quite a lot. And I actually saved a tarantula from a swimming pool once and then it thanked me by chasing me. So that wasn't, that wasn't fun. <laughs> Did you run away screaming like a girl? Uh, there was some screaming involved, but I think it was pretty manly, I have to be honest. Uh, I just backed away and I was faster than it, thankfully, even though it had more legs than me. <laughs> Yeah, we only have your side of the story for that, so I'll have to That's take. That's true. I mean, the, 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 the tarantula sold his to the Daily Mail, so you can't trust the word he says. <laughs> oh, I've been to Cyprus. I'm so glad I didn't know there were tarantulas there. I've never stepped foot there, and I'm not even that scared of spiders, but tarantulas. They will chase you, so yeah, beware. But they can trust me. I couldn't even be asked. <laughs> They're quite eight legs. Well, oh, fuck it. Don't just bite me. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, we. I mean, the worst we saw was cockroaches. I think so. That was fine. Any of them there as well, actually. Yeah, that's not great. They're probably worse. They're probably big yeah. enough to eat some of the spiders. A lot of those. Yeah, I mean, I done my dissertation on insects, so considering I'm not really a fan, I'm just an idiot. I think. <laughs> at least you know. At least you know what you're dealing with when you see it. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so great, but it passed, so it's fine. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, have you made lots of author friends, especially since joining Twitter? Yeah, uh, that, that's been uh, one of the major things that um, I've really been thankful for, actually. Um, so one of the first people to um, reach out to me was Oase, Oase Khan, and like obviously his book in the company of strangers is absolutely incredible i absolutely love that book and he's got no honor coming out soon which is uh, i'm really looking forward to reading uh, and i hear amazing things about it but it's just one of those things where you're really glad that their book is amazing because it's an amazing person so he was one of the first people to reach out to me he got got on a call with me straight away and when i was thinking about self-publishing he said um, you need to do this 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 and i can help you this 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 and, and it's just great and yeah just super helpful person um yeah, and there's just been uh, lots of other great people I've met. Just, just pretty much everyone I interact with on a 
daily or weekly basis on there just kind of just made this whole kind of year of absolute rubbish and turmoil because of the pandemic just so much more bearable I think um so I say like I've got like a whole Twitter family really like um just got some yeah great people there's a uh, Mary Loudon 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 I've probably given a great disservice there by pronouncing that completely wrong she's been great and we speak quite often as well and um yeah just you just don't realize that a Twitter community can be so supportive I think um until you're in the middle of it and one of the things that I've always been rubbish with on social media in ways I'll, I'll look at it but I won't necessarily contribute and I think I made a decision to kind of get stuck in at the start of the year and try and make a following but also find out what what's what meet some people um and it's been been the best decision decision I could have made for my um writing definitely absolutely yeah um the Facebook community is amazing as well um all the groups and stuff are just incredible so yeah to get more involved in Facebook Yes, you should, definitely. Just because there are so many amazing authors, but yeah, Oasis, just a lovely human. He just is so sweet. Um, He's brilliant. Yeah, hopefully I can meet him when he comes over again. So. I think you have to join a long queue because I think there's a lot of people who want to meet him, but we'll, yeah. we'll, all, we'll all get to the airport and welcome him in. Yeah, well, if Alan Gorovan comes, then I'll uh, elbow Oasis out of the way just to get to Al first and then... <laughs> Alan's Alan's another great guy and we're also part of the um, same agency actually and, and Alan's been really helpful as well he's another top guy and, and a very talented writer again so there's all these amazing thriller authors out there that I would, never would have known if I wouldn't have come to the Twitter community so there's another perk and posted weird pictures of coffee which is pretty much what you do <laughs> some of them are weird some of them look exactly like a hedgehog what can I say so no, <laughs> none of them that's fair enough that's a very fair that's fair enough <laughs> I mean that is pretty much apart from the occasional tweet generally your Twitter feed is coffee <laughs> it's true <laughs> I'm, I'm missing my espresso machine whilst I'm in the UK at the moment actually so uh, I'm gonna have to I'm, I'm thinking about sourcing another one but um it's it's it is funny how um Twitter is funny what some days you'll post something about uh, a book your book someone else's book and it'll get some good traction uh, good interaction and Twitter the Twitter gods uh, give you a good version of their algorithm for that day um, and then the next day you'll do something similar and you get like five people will see it or whatever but then you can guarantee if you post a terrible picture of latte art you're going to get at least 30 to 50 <laughs> likes so <laughs> but the part, point of that for me is just kind of waking up and speaking to people and um, just having a fun time with I wouldn't even call people strangers anymore now. I've known people online for so long, so it's great. Weirdos. <laughs> We're all, we all are, though, aren't we? We all are, so it's fine. Hey, don't, you know, tar us all with your brush, actually, you know. I can't even say that for straight face. <laughs> My reputation precedes me there, I feel. <laughs> You're one of us, and we're one of you, so it's all right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, are you a big reader? Do you know, I, I read, I didn't read a lot when I was writing the book, actually. I was saying this the other day to someone. Um, I read I read a fair bit now, but um, when I was um, writing the book, in the lead up to it, I wasn't reading a lot. Because I was, tra was travelling as well, and I was kind of out of, what do you call it, a rut, potentially. 
but when I when I wrote the book over the 18 months, I barely read anything. Um, and I think part of that might have been where, where I've written music in the past. I try not to listen to too much new music so it doesn't influence what I make. So I was very conscious of having my own voice when I started getting the ball rolling with the writing. Um, so it wasn't until I kind of got to the editing process that I started picking up the reading again. But I, I'm far from a prolific reader compared to some of the um, amazing bloggers out there who somehow <laughs> managed to read a book of or five in a day. I don't know how you do it, but um, fair play. Uh, but yeah, far from as prolific as that. But um, yeah, there's just too many great books out there, really, aren't there as well? You, you can never read enough, I think. Yeah, I mean, we read a book a day because our TBR pile is insane. And if we have any chance of reading them before we die, then we need to read them constantly. Yeah, exactly. You've got no chance of reading a book twice, let's put it that way. No, it's, I used to, um, but now no chance. Lucky if I could ever get to finish the one. Oh, yeah. I'll get there. I'm sure some people don't even get to finish a whole book. Come on, there's it's people who are just like, I've read 10 books today. It's just like, I'll just read the back, that looks good. I'll review it. I don't know. No. But uh, yeah, I don't know how people do it, but uh, it's great. It's just a good thing. It's good for the community and, and it's great for the um, writers as well. So fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think authors like sending me their books because they know they're going to get feedback pretty quickly. <laughs> so that's a good thing. See, that's a good thing. That's a strength, that is. Yeah, one of my favourite authors, um, I'd been waiting for his latest book for nine months, which was just a killer. So even though I was nodding or falling asleep, I stayed up till two to finish it because I've, I've waited so long. I'm not going to sleep until I've finished it. So I did. Commitment. Yeah, it was worth it, I think. Although I wanted to send him swearing messages and I couldn't because it was like half one in the morning. <laughs> Just have to ring him and tell him then, wake him up. So, do you know I actually do done? have his phone number, so I could do that as well. But <laughs> I fear there are limits that I can't, you know, there's lines that can't be crossed. <laughs> that's, that's true. If you, if you want his next book, then you better not do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he'd send it to me anyway. He's a softie, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I won't test that, actually. <laughs> uh, what's your biggest dream as an author? Oh, do you know what? I think... It's just something, I, I, I was joking before, I just want someone to one day send me a picture of their dog next to my book. I think it was a thing a little while ago, I was, just saying, I was like, that would be nice. I don't know, I think just uh, where I was going to self-publish, I'd organised a, a book blog tour to begin with and just people reading it and enjoying it was just kind of blew my mind. So I guess a part of me thinks I just never want to take that for granted where just people actually give your stuff the time of day and it'll still blow my mind um but of course I'd love to see it in a window in a bookshop that would be incredible um to speak to people about it if, if anyone had a feedback and stuff like that and enjoy talking about it uh but you know obviously the end goal is a, a movie ad adaptation but I think for me I think the, the small goal is still the the dog next to the book I'll take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah small steps I guess that's yeah, quite a yeah. nice goal to have, actually. Yeah, my dog's asleep. If I got a copy, then I'll take a picture of. <laughs> Thank you very much. That'd be a dream come true. Okay, it's a deal. It's done. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
And if you were able to spend the day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend the day with? Oh, that's a really good question. Do you know what? I, I, one of my favourite authors was John John Foles, who who passed away when I was at when I was at university. Actually, um, actually passed away in the same year that Patrick Caulfield, one of my favourite artists, passed away. So there's there's a tiny connection there. Um, but I, I think that that would be an interesting one because uh, one of my favourite books is The Collector, which has got some kind of unsettling themes because it's about kidnapping and it's from the kidnapper and the kidnappee's point of view. Um, so I, I think I'd like to sit him down and talk to him about that. But at the moment, it'd probably be a ways because that would mean we'd get him over here to the UK and we'd get to see him. So I'm going to say that one for the alive. <laughs> so you've kind of touched on it, but what do you like to do when you're not writing? When I'm not writing, what do I like to do? I like to... I do... I am a bit of a walker. I like to go, I like to go for walks. Um, I very happily stick the headphones in and um, listen listen to music for 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 quite a while. Um, big on my music. Uh, like to write music. I've got a friend in Australia who uh, I send stuff to, and he sends stuff back to me, and we write songs together. And um, I used to be in a, a singer in a rock band many 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 moons ago. Um, so yeah, music has always played a big part in in my spare time and what I like to do. Um, yeah yeah that's that's probably one of the big my biggest passion other than writing is definitely the music so as much time as I can spend with a guitar or singing into a wall um I'm happy and who are your uh who do you listen to most so I'm really into Phoebe Bridges at the moment she's uh, an American artist and um yeah just love love her kind of vibe and um yeah she's she's got a really kind of unique kind of sound I think it's kind of folky lyrics as well which I like uh listen listen to her a lot at the moment and then um I've got old old kind of um bands that are still kind of going like Biffy Clyro that like some of my first kind of musical loves um and I used to go see them in like tiny venues in front of like 200 people and now you, you probably get nowhere near them now they're, they're massive so um yeah still still some of my top my top artists that I listen to probably at the moment there's just the two of them trying to think of what else what else I've got on rotation that's probably that's probably the main one so yeah, you, can, you can always rely on those I think for me that's cool yeah yeah I like Beef and Faro actually um although I discovered them much later but yeah they're pretty cool yeah cool band although I was listening to the jam really loud at work this morning just because <laughs> why not turn it yeah. up brilliant if you can do it yeah I was on my own so I need to summit to wake me up. <laughs> the jam will do that. The jam will do that. They did. Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, you said you've travelled a lot. Uh, is there any country that you haven't been to that is on your wish list? Oh, this is a really good question. Spent some good, yeah, good travels. I, I think that I haven't been to. I've never actually been to America, so I think. I think that would be a good one. I'm always told about these amazing kind of conventions over there, like in um, I think San Diego. My agent Kirsty's mentioned that one to me more than once. So that one sounds like a that's on the on the hopefully travel soon list if we can ever get anywhere easily ever again. But um, yeah, there's <laughs> there's parts of Italy I'd really like to go to as well. I've never been properly to Italy, um, but I'm kind of a like a city break kind of person rather than a holiday 
person. So if I can just kind of keep moving for three days and come back knackered, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, those are probably, and I always like to go back to Australia because my best friend lives in Perth. So if, whenever I can get out there, that's, that's, that's always a good thing. But yeah, those, I think America's high up on the list next. I haven't been to quite a few cool places in the last kind of five years or so. That would be nice. Yeah. I've, I've only been to Florida um, as an adult, but it was awesome. I loved it. And I'd go back there in a heartbeat. So, Brilliant. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And hot. And we got robbed. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Happy days. What a memory. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, Sorry about that. Oh, if I, if I step foot outside my house, then disaster happens. So, and if I well, step I hope you don't get robbed every time. I've been robbed twice. Oh, gosh. Uh, Missed planes, plane airlines have gone bust, flat tires, leaking floors. Just uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you leave the house every day. I don't. <laughs> if I could help it, except to go to work now. That's it. <laughs> Any other time, disaster happens. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. The universe says no. Stay, stay in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the funniest, I went to Barcelona for my 30th. No, I went for after. Um, we missed our first plane. Then we got, uh, had to travel to London to get another one. Then stepped out the airport. I got shit on by a bird. Then we got a bus into the town centre and I got robbed. And then um, everything was shut because we were late. And I don't know, I can't remember, it was November. And then um, I think... Was that it? And then I got home and found out that my car needed a new engine. I was like, okay, fine. That's fine, me. It's not worth it. Don't leave the UK again. No. Not yeah. worth it. I'm not. That was uh, uh, a while ago now, and I've learnt my lesson. I haven't been anywhere for ages. So just got to tear the passport up as soon as you get through the door. <laughs> yeah. That's that's enough now. That'll do oh, for me. But I want to see so many places. This <laughs> is a bit just. It's really expensive when you get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> that does increase, yeah, that does increase the expenditure that you weren't expecting. I'm very sorry to hear that. Pretty distressing. Uh, yeah, that's just my life, actually. That's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> Whatever. Just yeah, used to getting just, robbed now. <laughs> yeah. Or just disasters happening. That's fine. <laughs> it's not fine, but it is what it is. <laughs> Have you thought of an embarrassing story yet? Oh, goodness. Okay. You, you were talking about this embarrassing story. <laughs> I mean, if you have... No, I'm sure one. if you asked it, so if you asked a few people that I knew, they'd, they'd come up with about 100. Um, if they're involved <laughs> in alcohol, then that's fine. There's um, probably to a few that. of those. Alcohol well, and nakedness, okay. generally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did, I did put this on, um, on uh, Twitter the other day, actually, that... Um, when I was at university that there's we started a new um new module and it was a new lecturer that I hadn't met before so he was kind of doing the register but pointing at people and asking their names and writing them down so he's pointing everyone pointing everyone and he points at me and I just thought it'd be funny I was, I was a bit of a, a, a silly person probably at a university at the best times so he points at me and he said uh, your name and I went oh it's uh, Chet Cuppington and um of course people around me sniggering so I think he goes oh nice to meet you Chet nice nice to see you I was like I, like, I can't do this, so I had, to, I had to put my hand up. Then this is this is the embarrassing part. I had to say, oh no, it's actually um, Rob Barrow. Sorry, I was just 
yeah because it went over his head the joke and this girl yeah <laughs> that's that happened to me more than once in my life but um that was the first thing I could think of anyway <laughs> that's cool I'll take that <laughs> you'll have to email me if you think of anything more embarrassing in future <laughs> I'll do a top 10 by the end of the night <laughs> yeah I could give you 10 quite easily as well I'm not going to but I could <laughs> so just so you know you know it happens to us all good good to know <laughs> um if you were to have a superpower what would you choose oh the superpowers oh that's a good one i think do you know what at the moment you can't play to get anywhere so it'd be pretty useful being able to fly i think that would be a good one i think i'll go for that i'll go for that yeah yeah unless yeah, <laughs> is, is teleportation is that is that is that yeah i've that classes yeah it's, i think that takes the strain out of the flying um and also the time so why not yeah that's, that's is better. that you can pop see your friend in australia just like that instead of like a horrendous 24-hour flight and losing the day and good i'll just go to australia for a co- for a coffee it'd be nice and easy yeah exactly yeah teleportation i like the sound of that i think i chose invisibility because i'm nosy and i just want to know where what's going on <laughs> well equally you probably wouldn't have got robbed in barcelona if, if you're invisible so this is a very good point, actually. I like the way you think. <laughs> you, tra- you travel a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, I wouldn't have to play, pay for the plane or the bus and stuff. And, yeah, I wouldn't lose my money. Could freak some people out, tap them on the shoulder. Yeah, actually, I like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We're yeah. thinking of good things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about your book or plug it? um even though it's not out yet sure so um it is a kind of industrial espionage espionage book where it starts with this uh, journalist who's going through some kind of personal turmoil at the start of the book um and then he uh goes to prague for a little kind of city break at the christmas markets and then he meets this kind of enchanting lady who um he's kind of a bit smitten with and then um, through one circumstance or another she kind of gets robbed and then and then disappears on a on a out on a train and he loses her or so he thinks he does and then he finds this um brooch that she's left behind and that's his kind of way of trying to find a way back to her um, and this kind of sets the wheels in motion to uh, his trip to Rotterdam where he gets involved in this kind of um pharmaceutical uh, conspiracy where he's trying to make it a safer place but he's got no kind of skills really apart from he's a little bit investigative um, but he actually works for a local paper as well so he's he's a bit um, he's a bit lost anyway in his life but um, the local paper is in turmoil in, in itself so he's trying to save many things at the same time um, and uh, I guess that kind of whets the appetite without going and spoiling the whole thing but um yeah yeah awesome well I don't think I have any more questions for you you may be relieved to hear <laughs> unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want did to I pass the test did I pass did. the test oh, you good <laughs> I don't know what thank test you. but I just agree with you <laughs> brilliant <laughs> thank you very much you're very welcome uh, would you like to tell everyone where they can find out more about you in case they want to see your wonderful 
puffy art. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to see terrible latte art um, on my uh, Twitter feed or anything kind of to do with me and my book, uh, then it's uh, at rd barrow author, um, and that's the same on my Instagram as well. The two, the two of them. So it would be great to connect with anybody who wants to talk about bad latte art or anything at all. That would be great. Yes, it's lots of fun, actually, your Twitter feed. So I would highly recommend following. Um, and then hopefully we get to find out about your book when it comes out. So even better. Fantastic. Thank <laughs> you very much, Donna. That's great. Thank you. Thank you.